Uh, but I'd like to open with a word of prayer, and then we'll go to, I'd like to open with Psalm 61. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and thank you that we men can gather. Father, that we would uh, be attentive to your word, and Father, that you're working the character of Jesus Christ into each of our lives. Father, that you're calling us to be the men of God that you want us to be. So be with us this time, and uh, just bless our time together, Father, in Jesus' precious and holy name, amen. I'd like to open with Psalm 61, if you want to follow along. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I cry to you, for my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings, Shiloh. For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life. Your years are as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever that I may daily perform my vows. I always think of the prophet. You know, I think of prophets and uh, I think of them on a national level and how they just were always mourning. Talks about, you know, I always thought of a prophet more on a, a national level or a church level as opposed to a family level. But we are to be called to be prophets in our own home. And uh, I always think of when Samuel was going down to uh, anoint David. The first thing the elders said in, in 1 Samuel 16, he talks about, and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, do you come peaceably? And if you meditate and think on that verse, it's like Samuel's got this reputation every time he's coming, oh, we're going to get a big spanking. Isn't it? God, I mean, the hell is the first thing they think of. Oh, what did we do wrong? And I remember as a child, my mother saying to me, when your father comes home, you know, the hammer's coming down. And then you'd be all day trembling and worried, oh man, what, you know, I'm in trouble. If it was early in the day, you try to work it off. But if it was closer to my dad coming home, you didn't have much time to work it off. So if you think of it from that standpoint, it was like, you know, every time the prophet's going to show up, it's going to be, ooh, you know. I hope he goes someplace else, you know, church down the road, you know. So I think, you know, prophets call, you know, to be the voice of God to the people. And in matters of compromise, 
and in holiness. And uh, that's the same thing that happens in our home. How many times we get in these compromising positions or holiness positions? And I look at the first thing that a prophet's supposed to do in a home or us as fathers and husbands, for you single guys, it's uh, those days will come. Even not, if you're for both. But to guard the home from evil influences, the things we let into our home, what do we tolerate? And I think of how many things come into our home on a daily basis. And what are we going to allow and what are we not going to allow? So our, we want to guard the home from influences. Just think of the evil influences that are coming in these days. You know, we have the internet, uh, TV. TV's been, you know, for years. So these things that come in, and then we think of books that come in, people that hand us things. And, uh, but we need to protect our home and guard what comes in. And we can kind of predict things that are going to happen, the cause and effect. If we allow this in, this is the next step. And I think of, uh, we're always, I think of music how that has infiltrated in so many different areas. And then Christian music, that's not Christian music, but you know, how that creeps in and then, well, that's a Christian station. Well, yes, but we don't allow it. Boy, everything's no, no, no. And I think the thing of being a prophet in our home, we have to consider that if we're just no, no, no all the time, we're going to get a lot of resistance. We also have to be that priest and we also have to be that king. You have to have all three in this home because otherwise you can see what happens when we just say no, no, no all the time. So the law of sowing and reaping, you know, what we allow in is going to grow. And the sooner that we can deal with it, the better off we are. It's easier to get addressed issues right away. So the cause effect, we want to, we got this. You ever notice that in a home sometimes you get this little inside feeling, this little alarm bell that comes up and says, you know, and how at many times we just want to, well, that's just maybe me. But really, it's an issue in the home. And you say, how do we deal with that? When that alarm bell goes off inside of us, it's like, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do in this situation? And I think of uh, 
the things that we're going to allow in or not allow in your home. And a good one is that, oh, the Schaefer's allow that in their home. Why can't we have it? So right away, there's this, someone else will allow something, but you don't. You know, so it's what code, what you live by. In each family, you have to kind of respect that. But that, you can see where that pressure comes on. And then your wife comes in and puts pressure on. Or your mother, or your mother-in-law. Or in my case, one time, my father-in-law. And why don't you allow that? <laughs> what am I just trying I want to honor them. And yet how to respond in a way that, that we don't allow that. So these tough situations, as a husband or as a parent or as a father, uh, we got to know how to judicially do it. So I think of like things that, uh, I'll give you an example. When we started piano lessons, we had a secular teacher. Very good, trained very well, and uh, one of my children was excelling pretty well in music, so they were giving them additional things to play. Well, my daughter brought home a book <laughs> that was a music book that I just did not want in the house. It was, you know, everything you can conceive of from goblins to magic to this and that and everything. So I told, I says, we can't have loudest. We can't allow this book, and I already paid for it. So we burned it. And my daughter was good about it. <laughs> the problem was when we showed up for lessons the next week, the teacher asked, uh, did you bring that music book? And my daughter said, no. Well, where is it? What did you do with it? Or, you know, my dad burned it. <laughs> I'm sitting there dying a thousand deaths. Obviously, I should have been more traditional about it. <laughs> and this teacher looks like, you know, what am I doing? You know, am I trying to destroy my family, you know? So when it comes to guarding and protecting our family, we have to think about how to do it in a judicial way. And I think of, you know, the prophets came and, you know, they said, you know, and judges, Gideon, tear down the altar of Baal. Cut down the grove set by it. And his dad is the one that built it. But God told him to bring that down. Same way with Jacob, put away the strange gods that are among you and clean and purify yourselves. So, as a dad and trying to protect my home, there's these uncomfortable things. I think of what happens when grandma brings over for Christmas the Barbie doll kit. And you have a conviction about that. 
How do you handle that? You know, someone gives a niece or a nephew or an uncle or an aunt gives you a gift. Now, a couple of things that we have done, I'll say, is that this is your gift and it's from someone else, but you can't have it till you're an adult or 18. It's yours. It was given to you, but we, we won't allow you to have it until you become of age. You know, so we have these jurisdictions. We are, have spiritual jurisdictions over our home. And how to handle these things are very uncomfortable, especially when your wife comes and say, oh, that's so nice. You know, how do you deal with that? And you know that that shouldn't be in there. The other thing is the annual cleaning of our home. You know, I think, you know, as a, as a covering, we should go through and say what things are wrong influences on our family in this home. Now, I remember being single one time. I had another Christian roommate, and I had bought a picture at an art sale that I thought was pretty, but he discerned that there was something in that picture that was demonic. I couldn't see it, and I just yielded, and I said, yeah, I'll get rid of it, and just got rid of it, and I was glad I did. But this cleansing of our home and keeping it protected and pure is an ever-ongoing challenge. Uh, you know, and the, you know, the, the prophets were always coming back to the truth, always coming back to say, hey, that is taking our people to the wrong place. The prophets were not very, they wanted to stone them when they came into town. They wanted to, you know, there's always this push. And as a, our society drifts further from the truth, they're going to hate us even more because of proclaiming the truth. So what are we to do? Well, I think, obviously, I did not pray about that situ situation about removing that music book from my home properly. Because I would have gone to that teacher and says, hey, this is not acceptable, as opposed to making a scene out of it. Same way with our, maybe our other family members. But, you know, Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He got down on his knees and said, God, you know, praying for these people. Praying for, you know, the turn from their wicked ways. He understood, we need understanding of the times. Just in time of Jeremiah and other prophets. We need an understanding of the times and what we should do. And that's why I refer to crying out to God in Psalm 61. Uh, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. And we need that kind of wisdom. We need to know how to respond in a way not in your face way. And that's real easy to do. So prayer is obviously one of the key items. Pray for your family. Pray 
for those that are married for your wife or your future wife. And I think one of the real key items is to pray with your wife. That's different than praying for your wife. Uh, and be in agreement. And when your spouse is not in agreement, to take it back to the Lord and say, God, is it me? Change me or change my wife? Because we can be an heir also. We can be out of line. Sometimes we overreact to things because of our past. So we go too stringently to another to the other side of the ditch. And so I think is when we get pushback, especially from our spouse, and our spouses are kind of our balance to say, okay, is it me? You know, is it my spouse or is it I or is it both of us? To bring that type of correction and protection for the home. When our children are young, obviously they're more pliable. As they get older, it's more difficult. When the tree is small, we can bend the branches. When it gets big, they're pretty rigid. So there's always, always being on guard, always being prepared. So we want to protect our homes, protect our children, protect our family. We want to always be discerning the cause and effect relationship, the sowing and reaping. And then how do we purge that? You know, how do we cleanse our place daily or annually? And then the last is prayer, that we seek God in this. And you know, the prophets were not popular. We know that, right? It's just everyone cringed when the prophet showed up because he was going to bring some type of correction. Challenge us to holiness. You're going the wrong way. So being a prophet in the home is not going to be popular. It just isn't. And I think that's where, obviously, we get into this thing of uh, how to have a balance in the home of being also a priest and a provider and king. Some recommendations that I had that I had down on here. I, uh, I listened to R.C. Sproul's uh, message on prophet, priest, and king. I think it's very good. It uh, gives a good, clear understanding of uh, our roles in these areas. Uh, thoughts for young men. Uh, Vodi's book, uh, What He Must Be, talks about how to be a prophet. And then uh, the, one, the one that I used just recently was Secrets to a Happy Home Life and uh, how we have to serve in our homes. I think once we have the hearts of our children, 
And if we don't have the hearts of our children, we have to really seek God first to say, to have our, turn our hearts to our children, that our children will turn our hearts to us and trust us in what we say and do. But if they don't trust us, there's going to be pushback on it. Uh, yeah, and it's not pretty at times. And to take on these hard things, because sometimes we fear of fear of man creeps in. And uh, as a prophet in the home, we can't allow that. So why don't we pray and uh, uh, ask God for wisdom and how to manage our homes. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more challenging as the days go forward. No question about it. And are we willing to, to take a stand? And when do you draw the line and when you don't? And the key thing, I think, is that there's harmony between the husband and wife. Uh, if you don't have that, you've got to really pursue that first. Or seek God first and then have this oneness. Because if you don't have that, then you're going to have this back and forth all the time. And when to stand alone. Just when to stand alone. So why don't we pray and ask God for wisdom and understanding of how to manage our homes and how to manage our family. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word and we thank you for life and breath. Father, that you'd give us dads and husbands and single men, Father, wisdom and understanding of the times. Father, that we would seek you daily and understand and give us understanding of how to respond in a way that would glorify you. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen.